Sinners and Saints. Dust off those horns and halos. It's time for Alec After Dark. Do you shave your balls? I'm really curious. I'm curious about what you all do, those of you who have balls. And I know that all of us, male, female, we all have bush, mostly. I I guess some people wax and we trim or shave. But I've noticed for myself that as I've gotten older, I really don't care that much about taking care of the bush in my southern hemisphere. I mean, who's going to see it anyway but me? Balls are not a toy. This past weekend, I was getting ready to shower in preparation for happy hour. And I took a long look at myself in the mirror and I was like, damn, Alan, that's a lot of bush and hair down there. (gasps) So I thought, well, I haven't trimmed or shaved my balls in quite a while. So I thought, what the hell, I'll I'll do it this time. I just need to have it trimmed down. Maybe it would feel better. It's not just a matter of just getting the razor, the trimmer out. You have prep time. You've got to lay down some paper, paper towels, or in my case, I have the Manscaped trimmer, which I recommend, by the way. It's brilliant. It doesn't nick you, and it trims very well. It's very good at very sensitive areas. And when I ordered the Manscaped trimmer, it actually came with paper specifically designed to be laid down for when you do trim the hair on your balls and your pubes. So I'm getting the paper down and preparing my trimmer. And you do that move sort of like a sumo wrestler where you have to, you, you kind of, part the legs a little bit and you're getting your hands down there and you got your trimmer going and you're pulling and tugging on the nutsack, trying to make sure it's level and even so you don't grab a piece of loose skin, even with a good trimmer. And it just seems to take forever. It's like there's so many hairs that just refuse to give up and let go. But then I understood why I don't do it as often. Yeah, you have a smooth skin down there, but guess what? The hairy bush kind of works as a moisture absorber with no hair on your balls. The skin seems to get sweaty, sticky, and you'll find yourself wrestling your balls away from your thighs. And you better have on some damn good underwear or you'll be all kinds of problematic. I don't think free balling works too well if you have shaved balls. (gasps) And it just dawned on me. I guess I should apologize. I should have given all of you a moment to vomit when I described that sumo position like the wrestler when I'm shaving my balls. I'm sure every one of you wanted to hurl the entire contents of your stomach when I described that. So my apologies. If we need to take a moment, let's take it now. I think that's enough. Do you throw up longer than that? So... Maybe I am in the minority on that. I, you know, I think I like how it feels as far as the smoothness of it. And as you get older too, you grow more hair in every place that you don't want it, i.e. your nose hairs, your ear hairs, and your bush area. But then there's always the fear that it will turn gray. Now, I am the first to admit that there are some absolutely 
studly men that have gray hair, gray hair everywhere. But for myself, I don't want to be some sort of cross-section between Santa Claus and the Pillsbury Doughboy with all this white fur all over me. I just think I look hideous with it. And to be honest, that's the only opinion that counts. When it comes to my personal look, I appreciate compliments, although they're very rare. But at the end of the day, it's my decision. But it's not fun when you feel your ball gets stuck to your thigh because you don't have enough hair to absorb the sweat. I've thought about giving waxing a shot, but I've seen enough YouTube videos to know that it's probably not for me. After seeing the Try Guys, I don't know if you follow them, but they tried body waxing once and their screams were enough to convince me that I like my balls and I don't want to risk them being ripped off in some sort of bizarre waxing incident. I think I'll keep them. Besides, you've only got the one pair, so you might want to hang on to them. Literally. I was on social media the other night. Well, I'm on social media almost every night, Facebook in particular. And I was, you know, looking through some of the pages that I follow. And obviously, as a gay man, I do follow quite a few pages that are geared toward pictures of men in certain levels of undress. And a thought occurred to me while I was looking through several pictures of men, some shirtless, you know, some of them flexing their muscles and a few in their underwear. And I noticed that a lot of them, based on appearance, I would guess were were 40 years or older. And it really occurred to me that a lot of us older men seem to be on these pages. I mean, obviously, if you put your picture on there, you're looking for attention. But I think that a lot of older men, and I'm including myself, maybe, just maybe, we are doing it to try to recapture part of our youth. My generation, and even the one after me, we didn't really have social media. The actual first social media interactions were on America Online in the chat rooms. And of course, there was gay.com. But before that, there was nothing. And even AOL, the chat rooms, it's nothing like what social media and the internet are today. If you don't have those things, I mean, our interactions with other gay men was a lot more complicated and difficult then than it is now. We've discussed the hookup apps and you have Twitter and you have Facebook and you have threads and Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat. And there's so many versions of social media you can't even keep up. I often wonder what we would have been like, men my age, had we had all these things 30 years ago when we were really young. I don't know if we would have been putting our pictures on there of us almost naked, but some of us would. You would share them with somebody you wanted to hook up with probably, but otherwise you kept those things to yourself. And now with social media, Basically, everybody's got a nude picture somewhere, don't they? I had to ask myself, 
is that what I'm looking for when I post a picture of myself that I think I look good in? Am I actually just seeking out some sort of acknowledgement from others that I am attractive? And what does that say about me? What does that say about all of us? When I saw a man my age post a picture of himself in his underwear, in briefs, I might have found him attractive, but I was wondering what makes us want to do that? And the only thing that comes to mind is that we do want positive reinforcement. We want somebody to tell us that we're still sexy, that we're still worth chasing. I guess they call it, do they call it thirsty when you're doing that? It, it comes off as being thirsty. You're, you're thirsting for the attention, the accolades. You want somebody to tell you that you're hot. I guess we all want to feel like we're attractive, don't we? And when you are in a relationship with someone, that person wants you. That makes you feel good, doesn't it? it, it this, there's this one person, at least, that has an attraction to you. And for me, who's had low self-esteem most of his life and doubts about how good I look or my attractiveness, it's hard for me to accept. It's one thing, you know, I've, I've often thought that when I've posted a picture that people say they like it or I look good because they feel sorry for me. It's no big deal to say that you like a picture or something. It's no skin off your teeth, no hair off your back, so to speak, I guess. And this probably stems from my relationship, the, the first time that I was so in love with someone, he really did hate himself. There was nothing about himself at the time that we were together that he seemed to like about himself. If he hated himself, how could I love what he thought was unworthy of love? He felt that there must be something wrong with me because if I was normal like him, I would hate everything about him like he did. I wonder, why is it that we feel like we need that acknowledgement? Is it just part of the human condition? Are we just destined to be desperate for people to say that we're attractive? I think so. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm really bothered by it because I'm the first one to say that I don't give a rat's ass what people think about me. And I live my life that way in a lot of times. But I guess if I'm going to be 100% honest with you and with myself, obviously I do care some. And I wonder, some people say, and I have, I've said it too, that I don't care if people like me or not. But I guess at the end of the day, we really do want to be loved, don't we? We want people to like us. We want certain people to like us. If we express our love for someone, we want that reciprocated, don't we? I do. And that's why I won't say it to someone that I might have romantic feelings for. I have no problem telling my friends that I love them and they all know that I love them. But when it comes to that other version of love, I'm very, very hesitant well, I don't. I just don't say it. I have not told anyone that in a long, long time because I've not really dated anybody in a long, long time. I don't know. Have I told you all it's been at least 10 years since I dated someone? Actually, you know what? It's longer than that. It's been more than 15 years since I've dated someone. I've gone out on a couple of dates since then, but I haven't 
been serious with anybody. There's a few times that I was interested in someone, but I always just dismissed those feelings and, and never told them. Even though people around me kind of knew that I had feelings for a certain person. But that's a subject for a different episode. Getting back on course here, have you noticed that when people get into an argument, they will attack the way you look if they can't come up with anything else? So attacking your physical appearance is a way to cut at someone quickly to diminish any other arguments they might have in whatever discussion or argument or fight you're having. It's the first thing that everybody sees about everybody. There are people that may not be the most physically attractive, but emotionally and mentally, they're as sexy as Henry Cavill. But it's hard to get that across if they're judging your book by its cover. But we all do that. There's a, a, a guy that I know, not very well, but I know him. And it seems like every picture posted on social media is of himself. One time he had taken a picture and he said it was his favorite painting, but who could see it because he was standing right in front of it. And I just wanted to scream, get out of the way. You said it's your favorite painting, but we can't see it because you're standing in front of it. We want to see the painting, not you. We've seen pictures of you five times a day, every day for the past five, six years. So to me, once again, we actually... I think we simplify ourselves. We base everything on our physical appearance and then the, in the hope that everybody finds it attractive. God, I hope this is making sense. If it's not, it's I'm going to chalk it up to this cruddy sickness I've got. I don't know what it is exactly, but it's not the flu, but whatever. That's not your all's problem. I'm here to entertain you or challenge you, and I've probably put you all to sleep. You know, I have suspected that, that all of you do listen at bedtime, so the podcast puts you to sleep. Well, if that's what it takes, yay. I was hoping my podcast was more exciting than that, but you know, whatever gets me an audience, right? So I gotta ask, your favorite celebrity, have you ever like watched them on the red carpet or even in the movie or television show or whatever they do? And you see them wearing a certain jacket, a certain shirt, a certain dress, certain shoes. Does that make you want to buy them? And does it get in your mind that if I wore something like they wear, that maybe it would help me look more attractive? Now, I know that comes from the way things are marketed to us. We are bombarded with all these ads of these beautiful people wearing these clothes and jewelry and certain hairstyles. And the idea, I think, that's embedded in us, it may be even subliminal, you know, <laughs> that you can look this good too if you wear this or wear that. Isn't that part of the manipulation? It absolutely is manipulation. We always talk about being an individual, but if being an individual means that what makes you an individual is your unattractiveness, well, that's no fun. I guess when it comes to physical appearance, if you don't stand out as attractive, you just kind of want to look like everybody else, right? Let me ask you this. Of the people you know and the people that are your friends, do you actually look at any of them as ugly? I don't. Everybody that I'm friends with, I think are cute, attractive. I wonder what you guys think about that. And I'd love to hear some feedback. Are we just 
I don't want to say the word victim, but are we the victims of all these Hollywood marketing schemes that tell you that if you do these things, you'll be attractive and all we want is to be physically attractive to everyone? But that's impossible though, right? I'm sure that there's someone who thinks that Henry Cavill is not attractive. I'd be shocked by that, but does that mean I want to do everything to look like him? I know at least my brain tells me there's no way I would ever look like that, no matter what I did. Oh, it's kind of like, you know, the guy that wanted to look like the Ken doll and had all those surgeries. What is his name? I need to look that up. And then there's several that want to be a, a real life Barbie. And to each their own, I know. But am I the only one who wonders what in the world has happened to them to make them think that that is a goal worth pursuing. I, I just, I don't know. Do they think that they're going to be famous in a good way instead of being infamous like they are? Just think about all the money they've spent and all the pain they've gone through with those surgeries. Doesn't it stem from some sort of inner demons, something that tells you that your own appearance isn't worthy of being appreciated, that you have to change it? You know, I always felt that about Michael Jackson, that as his appearance changed and all the plastic surgery, that despite all of his talent and success, he still hated himself, I felt. And the hate began with his actual physical appearance. Don't you think that's tragic? I think it is to have everything in the world. Now, I know we can talk about it. Madonna, Dolly Parton, almost every actress in Hollywood, almost, not all, but they feel the pressure. They have to still appear to be young or you're not going to be given roles. You'll be relegated to like being a grandmother or something, even if you are an Academy Award winning actress. And then we see male actors. Some of them do have some plastic surgery and such, but most of them are allowed to grow old and they grow fatter and have bellies and wrinkles and stuff. And they still get these big roles in movies. And it's like, God, the double standard. But we apply it to ourselves too, right? I think I'm not the only one who's thought about, well, I could get Botox injections to get rid of wrinkles. You know, and I've always heard the old saying that people will keep themselves in shape and look attractive until they get married. And after a few years you'll notice that they've put on weight. They don't care so much about their looks because they have that partner that they're going to have forever. They don't have to worry about being physically attractive to someone, even though I would think you'd want to be physically attractive to your mate. I certainly want to be. I think I've mentioned that last year, my doctor gave me a stern talking to about my diet and my weight gain and warned me that if I didn't get myself back in shape, that I was on a collision course for diabetes. And uh, I don't want that, that's for sure. And so I have adopted a vegetarian diet. And it is a struggle sometimes, but not as bad as I thought it would be. And my weight came off. And I started noticing that eating much healthier, that my skin appears better. I don't have blotches and things. I feel better. I look a little bit better. So that was just a, a step to avoid a medical condition. 
but it's improved my life in other ways as well. So I'm happy with how I look. Well, I'm happy with the weight loss. I'll never be happy completely with the way I look because I have to get over my own self-esteem issues. That's not so easy to do. But, you know, we all have our flaws, right? We all have our issues with ourselves. We look at ourselves and say, oh, I'm too fat or I'm too old or my hair's too gray or it's falling out. My ass is wide. My dick is too small. My boobs aren't big enough. So I guess I'm talking about that we need to just look at ourselves and say, you know what? You're good enough. Accept yourself for who you are. And I do think that comfort within your own skin, it will almost show itself to other people. And I think that adds to your confidence too. I know that a confident person absolutely can look more attractive. I said confident. I didn't say arrogant. So let's get the two words, the descriptions very clear. Arrogant people are just masking whatever they're afraid of by being arrogant. We all know that though, right? Bunch of bitches. I can't stand that type of person. My inner voice is screaming at me. You whiny little bitch. God, get over it. This is the hand you were dealt and you've done okay. So get the fuck over it. And my inner voice is right. I haven't talked about the Mohawk Man in several weeks, have I? So before I close out this episode, let me give you an update about the last incident that happened. It was just last week. And I think I've told you all that I have my normal shopping list, but I always make it a point to kind of go over into the area where I suspect he will be. And I'm, I've been right almost every time. And I was, again, this past week. And so it's an interesting thing. I don't know if it's just a male thing or a human thing, but you're pushing your grocery cart. And do you look down every aisle, just glance over at the aisle as you pass by it, just out of habit or something? I do that. But at my grocery store, I'm doing it to see what hot guys are in what aisles. In particular, the bread man and the mohawk man. Well, Following my standard procedure, I was going through the grocery store and looking down the aisles and boom, there he was on his knees, stalking a lower shelf. And he looked right at me and then just glanced back away. And I did too. And I was just happy to see him. So I circled back up and go down to the other end. So he'll be at the far end of the aisle when I look down and I can kind of slow down and maybe look a little bit longer I couldn't go down the aisle because there were a couple of other people stalking it and they had most of it blocked off. For some reason, I didn't think about that when I went by the other end because I actually couldn't see the Mohawk man either. So I circled back around the other way and go by and just take one last little look at him to get my fix for the week and continue to the checkout uh, registers to check myself out. Once again, I had to do it myself. They, I guess, have decided not to have a cashier at that time of the day. So I am scanning my stuff and finish, and I'm feeling, you know, putting my groceries in the bags. And I just look up, and there's Mohawk Man walking by. He's dropping something off at the front. And when he turns around, I'm getting ready to head out, which would be cutting in front of him. And I just offered him a long smile 
and a look to see if he would offer any kind of response. And alas, he did not. But, ugh, I just got that full sample of eye candy that I'd so desperately needed for this week. It's been another suck-ass week, and he just makes me feel good. Thank you for hanging out with me for this episode of Alan After Dark. I hope you've had fun, and I hope I've provoked you a little bit. Remember, take life by the balls and be real. We'll see you soon.